Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Mama. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we are talking about how to help your little ones stay at the dang table. This comes up all the time. I know that this is a struggle for parents because I've lived it. Toddlers are no joke, you guys. So we're going to talk all about the tips on how to help. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's here and who's listening, who's downloading, subscribing, telling their friends, and of course, leaving me a written review. So I want to read one of my written reviews to you guys to just say thank you. And maybe it'll encourage you to leave one too. I don't know. Tell me if this works or not. All right. So this one is from MGJ9, it's the little things, five stars. Listening to Alyssa's podcast has helped me make little but important changes in my feeding approach. I grew up in a household where my mom put so much effort into making the food, but feeding was a whole other ballgame. As a busy mother, I would like to focus more on the feeding and less on prepping meals, so this podcast has been super helpful. MGJ, you get it. That is awesome. I'm so proud of you for being here. I'm so grateful uh, that you're here and that you've been making these changes. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, you guys. I like there's something about me that just gets really emotional when I read these reviews because I know like I it's like in my head I imagine you guys around the dinner table and just being able to connect with your kids and I just think it's so important. I truly believe that strong families are built around the table. And I think picky eating just gets in the way, you know, and I don't want it to get in the way for you anymore. And I'm just so happy you're here and so freaking proud of you for making those changes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Now that I've gone on my little emotional rant, which will probably come up every time I read a written view, but you know, and I've already read these. These are not new to me. I've already read them. I read them out loud to my husband all the time, but they still get me. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. 
Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating. But then she took Table Talk. And at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes and loves is over a hundred. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over a hundred foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. Okay, so today we're talking all about how to help our little ones stay at the dang table while they're eating. This is especially pertinent to toddlers, but I feel like, you know, my son's six. He's no longer a toddler by any stretch. And I still have moments where I'm like, dude, you know the rules. <laughs> and he looks at me like I'm like all of a sudden making up rules. No, no, no. This has been the rule since you've literally been two. So man, I'll tell you what. And that actually, that's a really good place to start is no matter all the tips, all the tricks, all the hacks in the book, there are still going to be moments where we have to hold those boundaries. And even with my son, who I've done everything quote unquote right, he's still going to push back. He's still going to try to figure this out because that's honestly their job. So it's our job to hold those boundaries in a loving way so that they can learn. And I will tell you that it's few and far between now that he tries to like get up and go play and then come back and all those sorts of things. But it does take time. So if your little one has troubles staying at the table, then I got you. The first tip that I have for you is to wear them out. Play with them before the meal. Not only play with them before the meal to get their wiggles out, but also engage with them. It is so easy to just like be in the kitchen running around trying to get everything ready for dinner, for lunch, for snack, whatever it might be, and then just look up and be like, hey, it's lunchtime. That is such a shock to their system, and they may not even be ready for it. So one thing that we can do is actually just plan in 10 minutes, just in between making the meal and sitting down to the meal to engage with them. Not only will this foster connection with them, but it will also help them get those wiggles out, and they'll be more prepared to come to the table. So I always like to say those 10 minutes are of playtime are really impactful for so many different things you want them to do, but really focusing on that connection first is huge, plus finding ways to move their body. So a lot of times we find, especially for my son, it's really helpful to have these 10 minutes of play be really active, hide and seek, chase, tickling, wrestling, like airplane on my feet, all those sorts of games that are really active for their little bodies. I know it might feel like you're riling them up and then trying to get them to sit at the dinner table. So if that doesn't work for you, totally fine. You don't have to do it that way. But for us, it almost like wears them out and helps build that appetite as well, which actually leads me to my second tip is to make sure that we are planning meals and snacks around the time where they're going to be hungry. 
Now, if you've been around for a while, then you likely already know that having a meal and snack rhythm or routine is a part of my deeper framework that I teach my table talkers. But let me give you just a quick rundown here. So having this predictable meal and snack schedule, or what I like to call it more of a rhythm or routine in your home is really helpful for our little ones to be predictable. It's also helpful for us to feed them at the times where they're hungry, but not overly hungry and not too full from their last meal or snack that they're not interested in the food. We want to try and catch them at that sweet spot. It's not always easy. It's not always perfect. And their bodies will also regulate to our schedule. So we kind of want to work in tandem here together, figuring this out as a family unit, because what's best for our little one and what's best for us need to jive. You know what I mean? All right. So that's another tip is make sure that they're hungry for mealtimes. Otherwise, of course, why would they sit down to a meal when they're not hungry? Okay, the next one, and I really think we're going to break this down in a in a longer podcast, is to make sure that they're not only supported, but also comfortable in their seat. Make it a comfortable, inviting environment. No one wants to come to a table where they're uncomfortable and their back isn't supported and they're sliding off their chair or the table's too high for them. They can't even see their food or maybe even just the plate itself is breakable. And so mom's worried about the toddler breaking the plate, whatever that might look like. Create an environment where they feel welcome. They feel at home. They feel comfortable to try new things and like physically comfortable. Okay, this is a big one for us, so I wonder if it is for you too, but have the food already on the table when your little one comes to a meal. Now, this may not be forever, but at least for right now, especially in these toddler ages, really helpful to just have everything there at the table. I recommend not only food, but also silverware, drinks, even wipes to clean up any messes that happen, which they absolutely will happen, but also serve yourself as well at the same time. So all you have to do is bring them to the table and sit down next to them and you're good to go. I don't know about you, but in our home, if I get up from the table, it's like I gave everyone else permission to get up from the table. So try your best to sit down and enjoy your meal with your little one. It's not always perfect, but I hate the feeling of being a ping pong ball between me and the kitchen. So I try to bring as many things with me to the table as I possibly can. Okay, the final tip that I have for you today here on the podcast is to use a sand timer. Now, this actually brings me to another point is to uh, probably lower our expectations for how long we expect our little ones to sit at the table. So what I recommend is between one to two minutes per year of age to start with, and then we can build it up from there. So yes, this means if you have a three-year-old, our expectations should start around three to six minutes sitting down at the meal. We don't want to have to tell them to sit at the table for an hour. It's just unrealistic. They're going to get frustrated. We're going to get frustrated and we're not working together. So start at the three to six minute mark and then start adding one or two minutes on the end of that until they're more accustomed to sitting there between 10 to 20 minutes. Of course, it's totally different for every family, but I find that between 10 and 20 minutes is an adequate amount of time for a meal. So you can use a sand timer to help them stay at the table for this amount of time. I like to use the one minute sand timer, especially at the beginning. Then I go up to a five minute timer. I think I have a three minute timer actually as well. And I developed a nice little song, well, half a song because it's to a tune that I thought I would share with you guys today. So here it goes. Please, please do not leave me a written review after this song telling me I don't have a singing voice. I know that. This is why it's a podcast and not an album. Okay, so have a little grace with me, but here we go. I stay in my seat. I stay in my seat. I stay in my seat until the timer runs out. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. I will pause so that you can applause me. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, but you know, kids love silly songs. They love sand timers, especially when they can't uh, tell time yet. So this nice little combination can really be a helpful reminder. Again, you're going to have to remind them multiple times to stay in their seat. Now, along with this, I tend to also get the question of what do I do if my little one takes forever to eat? <laughs> I get this question a lot. So, you know, every family is really different. But when we start letting them sit at the table and eat for long periods of time, it can really quickly kind of roll into the grazing territory. I actually did a podcast uh, not too long ago about grazing. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. So we don't want to go into that category. So this is kind of where I would put into place an eating window. So give them verbal reminders of when the mealtime's over. We want to start at about maybe five or 10 minutes out and slowly work our way down. Then give them an option of what to do the food with the food that's still in front of them. Maybe we can save it for later, save it for snack, put it in the fridge, whatever that might look like. Uh, but giving that, uh, that option will be really helpful. Don't spring it on them and just be like, hey, meal's over, let's clean up. We want to give them some time and ample opportunity to eat. And again, they will start to regulate to the speed of your family eating. This is why modeling is so helpful. Um, but also they'll start to regulate to the amount of time that you give them, which is another way that, or another reason rather, that we wouldn't want to sometimes give them an hour or an hour and a half to eat and sometimes only 10 or 15 minutes. So we want to try to keep that amount of time consistent too. I'm not talking about whipping out the like stop clock or stopwatch or anything like that to try to keep it the exact amount of time. Let's not go too crazy here with counting and keeping track. But what I am saying is we just want to be mindful of that because it's really hard for our little ones to remember and to be expected to remember how much time they have to eat each time. We just want to give them that kind of same rhythm. All right. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And of course, a ton of resources will be linked in the show notes below and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at NutritionForLittles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.